It's gone now. Okay, so let's start this all over again. Hi, everybody. It's Joe Rayo and Joe Chaffee on the Joe and Joe Weather Show on this Tuesday, the 25th of August, 2020, uh, with uh, uh, one hurricane, Hurricane Laura, front and center. And uh, we're going to have Addison Green on again tonight at about 7.20. So everybody just hang on tight. He will be showing up in a little bit. Meanwhile, funny thing today, just want to let, let's talk about today's weather first, and then we'll get into all the tropical stuff and we'll just get this out of the way. So uh, we were talking yesterday about the fact that how the models really didn't have hardly anything with this. And, you know, the odd thing was, Joe, they, uh, well, they finally put a, see, they just finally put in a severe thunderstorm watch in the one spot in New Jersey where they had the enhanced risk and, and didn't have a watch up. But uh, the line, you know, a fairly robust line move up through northern New England. There was a, a little small line that just came through here. And we had some thunder and a little bit of rain. And now I see the skies are beginning to clear on the northwest side. Uh, but uh, the uh, considering the fact that we had an enhanced risk of severe weather, uh, the, uh, the the models may have, have been wrong by having next to nothing. But on the other hand, uh, the risk seems to have been a bit overplayed. Yeah, well, I, I said this yesterday. I said, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to argue with the specialists in severe weather uh, over in Norman, Oklahoma. They're the ones who put out the uh, advisories, the watches and uh, indications of whether or not we're going to be hammered or not. And uh, I, I was just scratching my head yesterday. I said, am I missing something? Because a lot of the models, the short-term models, were not really indicating all that much to be concerned about. Um, and we mentioned how uh, in the last couple of weeks, especially the models, the short-term models haven't done all that well with uh, severe weather and uh, possible storm outbreaks, but it turned out this time they might've been correct. I mean, we did see activity. We did see where I was, Right. we had some uh, lightning, some thunder. And actually I, I was going back and forth between two locations today and en route to one location I went through a very, very hard downpour of rain. And when I came back to the spot where I started, um, my wife said, she says, oh, we didn't get anything. We hardly got a drop of anything. So, you know, that's that was the kind of day it was. It's I, it's pretty well, I, I'm sure now it's gone uh, because well, the, the sky is taking I, on I, a I nice shade local, of blue. Yeah, I have the local radar up from Bufton. And it's the it's the thinnest of lines that that is moving through really quickly. They threw up a couple of severe thunderstorm warnings. They had one up over me, but I have to tell you, really, not, not much happened. Uh, you can see there's a couple of warnings out uh, in uh, Rhode Island, uh, one in Rhode Island and a special marine warning offshore up in Boston. But for the most part, uh, this line is kind of playing as if it's it was a non-event and uh, just checking out the wider radar view. Uh, action uh, now moving off the coast of Maine. You can see the, the thin line that's dropping down uh, through northern New Jersey and point south. Then you have the really robust line that's from northern Virginia in northern West Virginia to southern Ohio. That line is cranking and moving southward. But this cold front is coming through, and I cannot wait till – I was looking at the forecast dew points, Joe, for 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, a dew point of 48 for me and a temperature of 75. I cannot wait to, to feel that tomorrow it's just going to be a it's going to be a delightful day it's going to be a delightful day and it's going to last all of one day um, correct it looks like uh, we're back in the uh back in the schmutz so to speak thursday and friday and on into the start of the upcoming although 
I, I, it looks to me from the brief look that I did get a chance to, uh, and I apologize to our viewers because I, I told you this, I, I, I only got back, I spent the entire day today somewhere else and uh, didn't get a chance to do much in terms of weather until like 10 or, 10 or 15 minutes ago. But from what I can see, uh, after we get past Saturday night, it looks like another very nice uh, sweep of dry and uh, pleasant weather moving in for Sunday into the start of next week. Uh, you are correct. Nothing really much has changed in terms of the overall outlook, Joe. And, and uh, Hurricane Laura really is the, the main feature. Uh, Marco's long gone, of course. Uh, <clears throat> the remnant low uh, is um, is uh, pretty well torn to shreds. I mean, you actually could still see a little bit of it <clears throat> moving westward along the uh, uh, north te north the uh, northeast Texas coast, the uh, southeast tech coast. The coast of Southeast Texas, let's put it that way. And you're seeing moisture and some showers and storms that are running up uh, into uh, the Ohio and Tennessee Valley. It's kind of separate separate from Laura, which on the satellite during this afternoon and evening, it does look like it's becoming better organized as an Air Force reconnaissance aircraft uh, there at the moment. And I'm sure we're going to get some observations from that. looks like the storm in terms of the, the clouds are expanding. It looks like as if it's getting bigger. And uh, still moving west-northwest, but at a slightly slower forward speed from what it was yesterday, down to about 17 or 18 miles an hour from uh, about 20 or 21. But um, the main player here is, with regards to the strength is the fact that we had this deep trough that sheared off Marco. Well, that trough is doing, as advertised, retrograding back westward through Texas. And this is creating a very, very solid outflow here. Uh, with uh, an, and uh, a solid environment for for strengthening. In fact, it's quite possible that we could go into a phase of uh, steady or even rapid uh, intensification overnight and into Wednesday. Uh, there's no shear that I can see. You know, the clouds right along the Texas coast are going uh, southwest and northeast. So that's the easternmost end, uh, the easternmost extent of that uh, upper trough. So. Laura, at this point now, it's just a matter of just watching uh, what the recon finds, and we'll see how strong it gets. And uh, it's aiming for somewhere uh, near the Texas-Louisiana state line. It uh, looks like, and I've been saying uh, for the past few days, that we indeed may see some uh, rather significant strengthening from this system uh, during the next 24 hours. Joe, I, I, I said yesterday and uh, back on Sunday, it, it's that time of the year, uh, very similar area uh, to Katrina in 2005. Uh, we saw Katrina jump two categories over a span of nine hours back in 2005 before making landfall, weakening back to a category three. But uh, I, it, it would not be at all surprising to me if this thing bolts all the way up to a, a three or even a four before it makes landfall on uh, late tomorrow night or early in the wee hours of Thursday morning. By the way, folks, if you looked at, I just drew a circle around uh, uh, what's in the Caribbean. That's an upper low. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> the uh, upper low, you see the thunderstorms that fire up a cold upper low and these are the obvious counterclockwise circulation. Sometimes these upper lows will uh, eventually will uh, warm over time and you get a surface low that will form and, 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 and it makes kind of a transition over to a, a tropical system. But uh, I don't think that's going to be the case this time around. Uh, it, it doesn't look like that upper low is really moving very much. 
and it's just kind of sitting there. But it's all part of this whole setup that we have uh, that is where that's put Laura in this environment that uh, is favorable for strengthening. So I'm going to bring up uh, bring up the recon plot. Uh, this is actually from the plane itself, and then I'm gonna bring up the uh, the ops to see what we could find. Now they're they're just they're 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 circling around and trying to pinpoint the, the get a center fix. Uh, you see the purple wind barbs there; those are 64 to 83 knot winds, and uh, the center is probably is is um, somewhere to the left of that. So uh, we'll wait to make to have the plane make this. It's, they're taking like a weird route here. They came in from the northeast. Uh, on the outside, came down and around. By the way, one of the things I noticed today, I'll go back to the goals. I'm going to see if I can I, I can bring this shot up. Uh, if it's one of the uh, one of the options here, uh, where is it? While you're doing that, Joe, I just noticed I think on it's the chat book we have. Uh... We have a, a gentleman from watching us from Northern Ireland right now. Oh, welcome aboard, John, sir. John John Comer. Oh, very nice. Corner, corner, excuse me. John Corner from saying hello from Northern Ireland and hello to you back. It, uh, it's nice to have somebody from across the big pond. When we have those, when we have the storms that hit uh, up uh, your way, uh, we do cover them here and have in the past, and we'll do always we'll do so in the future. So just so you know, tell your friends. Uh, I, I put up the enhanced uh, satellite loop of Laura because uh, I was watching it earlier today. I, I can't find the one that's got the temperatures on it, but uh, but the cloud tops on this have cooled to like minus 80, minus 90. So there's something going on. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the plane brings back uh, when it's all said and done. Uh, but uh, I, I think, I, judging from what, at least from what I could see on the visible, Joe, it is, it is starting its process of... Uh, of, of strengthening, and uh, we'll uh, we'll just wait for the plane to tell us uh, otherwise. Uh, if, it looks if, like a if, classic, or it's already looked like on on the uh, on the uh, view that you have up right now. It's developing into the classic textbook um, significant, if not major, hurricane. Uh, and you can also see the beginnings of uh, of a nice outflow boundary, especially to the north and northeast of the storm. The uh, Hurricane Center's forecast uh, as of uh, 4 p.m. Uh, at the 4 p.m. advisory, 24.7 north, 88.3 west. Maximum sustained winds are the, uh, 80 miles an hour, moving west-northwest at 17. And you can see it's uh, you know pretty much sitting right there in the almost a bullseye central Gulf of Mexico, going to start to uh, make more of a, a northwest turn. And then eventually north, northwest, and north. And the M is for major. Uh, the Hurricane Center forecasting this to become a major hurricane, a Category 3. And I think that's certainly doable, uh, given uh, the circumstances. I suppose if it really gets into one of these uh, deepening phases, uh, rapid deepening, that it, maybe it could, it could push the, the envelope a bit and make it up to a Category uh, 4 hurricane. Uh, the uh, intensity model plot, the intensity models today, uh, they they were actually showing about half of them, half of the models earlier today were showing this getting to at least a Category 3. Now this kind of backed off just a little bit, but three of the models make it at least a 3. One actually makes it a 4. Uh, just about all the rest of them make it a 2 or even a strong 2. So uh, it's close enough. It'll probably get to that, uh, that threshold of being a Category 3 or just over a Category 3. Again, unless we get into a, really get into a rapid strengthening phase and 
Joe, as you know, we've said this a number of times. The Hurricane Center has said it a number of times. Strengthening is not their strong suit uh, and uh, not, any, not anyone's strong suit when it comes to these tropical systems. That's uh, part of the that's one part of the forecast where uh, they uh, continue. You know, they still have a lot to learn uh, as far as uh, these storms and how they strengthen. And sometimes the other way around, sometimes you have everything pointing to strengthening and then for some whatever reason, uh, it never seems to get going. So uh, it, it, the strengthening is always the toughest part. Absolutely. And it has been uh, the, the bane of, uh, of the uh, hurricane forecasters. Uh, they've, they've done quite a bit better over the years. They've really have improved things uh, tracking uh, these uh, storms. Uh, the track has improved quite markedly, but still the, uh, the, the intensification, and it still can happen. I mean, like as we saw again with Katrina 15 years ago, you could, you could, you could jump from, you know, uh, a category three to a category five in a blink of an eye, especially in those warm Gulf uh, waters. Um, and I'm not saying that's going to happen, but you know, I'm, what I'm saying is just don't be surprised if there is going to be some surprises in terms of the intensity of this thing as it gets closer to the coast over the next 24 to 30 hours. Uh, Johnny Quest asks, uh, how do hurricanes typically grow stronger during the heat of the day or the night, or does it matter? Honestly, it really doesn't matter. It has, you have to remember that it's in a tropical environment where the temperature difference between day and night really isn't all that much. Uh, the, uh, the, the important thing is the setup aloft. Uh, if you've got light wind conditions in the upper atmosphere, or if you have no little or no wind shear, that's more, that's far more important than, uh, excuse me, than uh, time of day. So you just wait to see whether it gets into a rapid deepening phase. And when it does, uh, it'll go, uh, it'll strengthen, whether it's during the day or whether it's at night. And makes makes life asked, a little easier. Well, I mean, somebody was also asking about whether or not uh, Marco uh, might uh, have an influence on uh, on Laura in terms of, uh, you know, the, the system, you know, Laura passing over the same uh, waters as Marco did. I, I, I'm assuming that... The, the assumption was that there might have been some upwelling, bringing up some cooler it water. Was so it was so small, Joe, and, and it, it fell apart. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it, is, it has really no, no major bearing uh, with what Laura uh, is going to do. Marco's long gone, so... Yeah, I mean, all uh, that was left earlier today was just a low cloud swirl, and, and when I looked on the loop, I could barely see, see it now. So, <clears throat> the, yeah, it, it, it has no bearing... Uh, the only way it would have had a bearing on it if Marco had strengthened to, say, a Category 2 uh, hurricane and, and uh, sat out in the Gulf of Mexico for a, a little longer period of time where maybe it would have upwelled uh, some of the water. But also, Marco was much further to the east than, um, than where Laura is going. So uh, it, they're not really crossing the same path. In fact, Laura is now pretty much west of where Marco was when it was a, when Marco was a hurricane. So the the, uh, the upwelling is, a, is is at an absolute minimum. And when you've got water temperatures that are up around 90 and they get upwell to uh, up the the upwelling cools them down to 87, uh, it's not going to really make a huge difference in terms of of intensity because uh, 86 degree water is usually the threshold to support a major. And uh, you're you're way above that anyhow, so uh, there is uh, there, there's there's no impact. The uh, forecast hurricane models tonight, and, and and we're at the point now. We're talking about a landfall here later tomorrow night or very uh, early Thursday morning. 
that I really don't think we're going to see much change. The uh, models have really tightened up. The westernmost uh, uh, track is uh, just to the east of Galveston now, and the easternmost track is uh, pretty, you know, Lake Charles. So it, it, it's a very, very tight range here. And if you split the difference, it probably comes ashore right near the Texas-Louisiana state line. And uh, then on the model tracks, Joe, and this is whatever remnant low it follows, it turns it northeast and then east and, uh, and east-northeast across Kentucky and West Virginia, Virginia, and then off the Delaware coast. Now, this is probably going to be the remnant low, and, and it, it's going to get involved with the frontal system that's coming here for Saturday. So I, I guess the big question is uh, uh, whether it's going to wind up enhancing the rainfall I've seen a few model runs today, Joe, where it kind of hints that that the maybe the rainfall will get enhanced somewhat. Uh, if if you can if you can have an intact low, an intact little circulation to follow, and you get under that, that then uh, you probably will get some uh, very heavy rains. But uh, it, it's going to be like hitting a bullseye. Correct. And I've already seen. I talked to you about this before we went on tonight. Um, I've already seen at least one. Facebook post saying, oh my goodness, did you see the latest hurricane plot? It, it looks like a, a Laura is going to come our way. It's going to come on through as a tropical storm. And what is it about 2020? Why are we getting all of this? What is it going to be? And, and, and making it sound like another Armageddon. And really, I think that on uh, the weekend, um, it's not going to be so much the remnant low, the, the, the remnants of Laura, I think it's going to be that cold front that's going to play. Yeah, uh, the the front I think would have done any is the dynamics with the front and the trough with it are enough to to create the kind of rain that we were going, that we're going to get anyhow. Right. So and and WPC by the way just just for uh, just for argument's sake here you see the stripe of of orange and brown I mean that's where you got the five to ten inch rainfall uh, amounts uh, running up. Uh, to near where the landfall is, eastern, uh, southeasternmost Texas and western Louisiana, and Arkansas gets soaked pretty well. Those rains start to tail off a little bit, uh, two to four inches into Kentucky and West Virginia. Uh, but after that, uh, I mean, they're showing us getting in the range of maybe an inch and a quarter to an inch and a half. And the heavy precip that you see up in Wisconsin uh, and into western Michigan and also through some pockets in upstate New York and into New England, the two to three inch amounts plus there, I mean, that's with the frontal boundary, really. So, um, yeah, I don't know that it really was going to make too much of a difference unless, again, we just, if you get under, there's probably going to be some kind of remnant ball of convection that will represent the remnant surface low that you'll be able to follow it along on the radar. So unless you get under that, uh, you're probably not going to really get a whole. Uh, you're probably not going to uh, uh, get clobbered. Uh, you'll probably you will have the heavier rain amounts. But if WPC was thinking that, that we were going to get a real soaking out of this, I would imagine that they would have had that stripe of three inches plus going all the way up uh, into New Jersey and Long Island, and they're not doing that. No, and in fact, uh, if anything, it, it, it from what I was able to get a glimpse of uh, in the last. Uh, five or 10 minutes, it seems to me like uh, what, what is being implied is that uh, Saturday may turn out to be mainly dry or more dry than wet. And the, 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 the full thrust of rainfall may come in the overnight hours on Saturday night, again, more because of the cold front as opposed to the remnant low of, uh, of Laura. And if that cold front keeps on moving, 
we could all wake up on Sunday morning to maybe a leftover shower, maybe even nothing more than a few clouds and bright sunny conditions and a nice turn into the northwest with the winds. So it looks like right now a, a, a kind of a 50-50 split with uh, the more humid and possibly wetter uh, of the two weekend days on Saturday, courtesy more of the cold front than, than Laura, although Laura's remnants will be lurking, and then nice weather uh, on for Sunday. And we do have uh, uh, a new uh, name, I guess you could call it, Awesome Gaming, who has decided to hit Super Oh, he, he's been, he's been, he hasn't been on in a while. Nice to see you back. Go and ahead, he, Joe. And he asked the question, did you, uh, do you see, or did you see tropical storm conditions in Arkansas and parts of Oklahoma? I'm assuming he's talking about Laura, and it, it would seem that Arkansas may very well get uh, some very hefty uh, rain and shower activity from the remnants of Laura. And who knows? If it, Eastern Oklahoma could also could also yeah, go slice, into some of that. A slice of, uh, of Eastern Oklahoma. If, if it comes inland as a, as a cap three, it could very well uh, be, uh, uh, it could very well maintain itself as perhaps a tropical storm by the time it makes its way up into Arkansas. So yeah, Arkansas and, and a slice of Eastern Oklahoma most definitely could be on the uh, on the hit list from Laura uh, during the uh, next few days. Well, let's welcome aboard our uh, good friend. Uh, <laughs> yes, Addison Green, who was with us last night, meteorologist Addison Green from KHOU-TV in Houston, Texas, uh, taking time out of his busy schedule, movie star that he is, uh, to uh, join us to talk about uh, Hurricane Laura. So uh, tell us, I I'm uh, curious, Addison, at this point, uh, you're under a hurricane warning there, as, as, I, as I saw earlier. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, what is going on? Since you're going to probably, I mean, you are going to be on the western side of this, the way it looks, unless we get a little, more, a little bit more of a jog to the left. Uh, I'm thinking that it, it's probably going to make landfall east of you. So that at least puts you on the west side, which is a little bit of a plus, which is a bit of a plus. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, absolutely. You're, you're right. That uh, the nice, uh, actually not nice, but uh, the track, the fact that it's east of the city and it's been consistent the past four runs, both at uh, four o'clock and 10 o'clock this morning, central time have kept it right on the Texas, Louisiana border. So thankfully, the worst of the storm will be hitting very much sparsely populated areas of uh, southwestern Louisiana. Um, we're still expecting to get, especially across the Galveston Bay area, north and western sides of the uh, bay, the higher storm surge, three to five feet in some spots. But uh, from what I've been told, since this is my first uh, year here in Houston. That, baptism uh, that by fire. That's the best. The ba baptism by <laughs> fire, Addison, is the best best way to, to have it. Uh, mm -hmm. This way, you don't have time to think. No, there's no time to think at all. Just dive right into it. And, and of course, why not get a season that parallels 2005's incredible season, in which case we're breaking records left and right. So uh, who knows what the rest of the season will unfold, but I'm sure I'll be seeing more watches and warnings put up where I'm at. Well, uh, what what is uh, what, what are the folks at your office thinking about in terms of the the, the track of this and the impacts? Uh, we're thinking that the track is is going to be rather consistent, staying just east of the Houston metro area, unless there's something massively changing in the next 24 hours. I don't think the track's going to jump west about 100 150 miles, in which case it'll put Houston uh, in the uh, worst case scenario potentially. But um, so we're keeping the track east of us. We're going to get the heavy rain to the east of us towards Beaumont. 
In fact, our sister station in Beaumont um, is uh, under evacuations over there in their zone of evacuation zone. So they'll be using one of our remote sites um, for tomorrow or I think Thursday, definitely tomorrow or Thursday, I should say. Um, but uh, we're not dealing with evacuations here for the most part in Harris County where Houston is located, but along the coastal areas, there have been voluntary and some areas mandatory evacuation in places like Galveston, for instance. Right. You're just pretty much sitting out there in the Gulf. For the most well, part. They call, I'm sure they, they've already closed the beaches and told everybody to leave, as you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, no one's sitting on the beaches. <laughs> only here, nope. here's, here's, a, here's a question. Uh, given that we're still under this, you know, with everything going on with regards to to uh, COVID, uh, are, are, you're not all in the studio, are you? We, we are in the studio, but thankfully we have uh, multiple spaces to utilize for the weather, weather center. Um, so the team, all four of us will be uh, working tomorrow into Thursday, but we each have our own designated zone. And uh, that's how it is for the most part across the newsroom. Um, newsroom, I think at one point it was like 50, 60 people, you know, before, you know, pre-pandemic, but uh, now there's maybe like 10 people in the newsroom. Everyone else is working remotely or in the field. Joe, you got a question for our, 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 our buddy Addison? I'm just happy that, uh, I'm just happy that you're safe uh, that, yeah. and you're not, right. and you're not going through what, uh, what your sister station is going through right now, because that probably would add uh, additional stress. And yeah, I agree with Joe. It's baptism by fire, Addison. This is this is your first your first real test. And sometimes <laughs> sometimes you don't really have ch- a chance to to ponder or consider or think. You just you just go right with it. And uh, uh, let's hope that uh, Houston has had enough problems in recent years with uh, tropical cyclones. And let's hope that you just get the uh, the fringe effects uh, as opposed to getting uh, hit straight on by uh, by this system. Yeah, no, absolutely, uh, Joe Ray agreed. And uh, as long as it stays that track to the east, we're fine. I mean, a couple of people were thinking like, oh, what if it goes you know, straight towards Houston? And then we're not too concerned about that happening right now. But people are getting prepared for it. And a lot of people are reminiscing of, uh, of course, Harvey sticks in most people's minds only three years ago to the day, um, but also uh, Ike coming through, Rita as well, you know, storms of... Uh, you know, the historical references right there that we'll never see those names again, um, thankfully. But they're like, this will not be one of those storms. We are prepared for what we got to do. And even doing doing this all during a pandemic, there have been, <clears throat> excuse me, from the mayor, from the governor, uh, numerous plans put in place to sparse out, uh, sparsely, I should say, uh, portion out uh, aid where need be, safety shelters where need be, and they have enough vehicles and transport vehicles so that way you don't have like, you know, 30 people piled up in one vehicle, they'll be spaced out. Same thing with shelters as well. Houston's an oil town. So, mm-hmm. so I've heard. Um, and <laughs> all, all the rigs are shut down. And I noticed that the, you know, the markets the last couple of days, the oil market and the gasoline market in particular have been, um, have been reacting to, to all of that. And of course, once you know, one, when we get into tomorrow and landfall is pretty well imminent, uh, the uh, markets will just probably reverse to us to an extent. But I'm just kind of wondering, because this is, kind, this is an odd time, given the fact that what, the oil, the energy industry, as you may not be able to, you might not know the answer to this, but I'm just going to put it out there. 
Um, yeah, sure. I'm not trying to embarrass you or anything, no. but since you're, since, <laughs> you're right. in, since you're in Houston, and I'm sure it's probably the topic of some conversation, the oil industry has been hit very, very, very hard with, with uh, the, the whole pandemic. Uh, there's no demand, the economy being shut down. And now what few oil rigs that were working, now those are all shut down. So I imagine that, um, you know, the business folks there are, 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 aren't too happy uh, these days. No, no, not not too happy, and uh, they're doing what they have to do to try and ride this thing out. But uh, um, I personally have not heard of any grumblings amongst uh, um, that population. But I'm sure there have to be some concerns, considering that this is, if if not the biggest, one of the biggest energy corridors of the country. Right. Um, there's so much refineries and gas plants, and they get the oil rigs offshore that. You know, this is the market for energy and energy tra uh, trading and whatnot. So a lot of people have their eyes on anything that impacts any production. GFS, uh, the new GFS has it uh, looks like a nine, just under, just just about a nine sixty pressure. So that would probably be a borderline three uh, coming yeah. in right at the Texas Louisiana line. Uh, the European was a little bit left of that. It still remains that in the UK Met, uh, UK Met model. Uh, uh, the furthest left, uh, all of them have the idea of a cat three. And uh, then uh, the one, the big positive here, it keeps on moving. It, it is moving and that, and, and moving at a, at, at a relatively decent clip once it goes inland. So at least from that standpoint, Addison, you get whatever rain you get when the system goes by. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm looking at the GFS here. Uh, if, if you believe the GFS, you probably won't see much rain if you get the thing to go in near the Texas-Louisiana line. No, yeah, you, you won't see much rain. It, there's going to be like a clear cutoff almost on some of the models we were showing of some people getting six plus to some people getting two and change. And, 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 and some, right. people, some people being on the edge and getting next to nothing. No, yeah. yeah people like way west of the city be like, what storm? It was just a breezy, right. you know, cloudy day. But you're going towards Beaumont and towards um, the border. Yeah, you're going to be seeing, you know, maybe a foot of rain in some spots. But like you said, this is a fast mover. Thank goodness. Um, by Thursday afternoon, we're seeing maybe, you know, breaks in the cloud deck and drier conditions coming on in. Joe, we didn't mention this. I, we, maybe we should have a few a few minutes ago when we were talking about uh, possible severe weather. But um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it. I just see, saw it myself for a, a couple of minutes ago. But the uh, Storm Prediction Center has, on day five, Saturday, we're we're in an area for uh, possible for risk. Well, I mean, with the front and and probably day some five. day five, which would be Saturday for right. us, because at that point we got a weather front that's coming on through. But I'll, I'll take the GFS through that time frame. Uh, of course, our front is going through here. I'll back it up, let the map load. But our front is long through, and by tomorrow morning, it's running across North Carolina uh, and back over into northern Georgia, northern Alabama. Uh, then you start to get, looks like there's a, a, you know, we set up for a warm front here on Thursday, it looks like, and then another weak cold front that stalls out. Now, here comes that frontal boundary that we're talking about for Saturday, and, uh, you know, it yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see it. Uh, you've got a 97 low that goes up at the, into uh, Lake Huron. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, let me just draw the front here. So there's a cold front here. Somewhere in here is probably whatever remnant low is with um, with Laura. 
So if that thing holds intact, that's probably one of the things they might be looking at, Joe, is the fact that there perhaps there'll be a remnant ball of convection and, and a remnant low. And under that, when it goes by with a little daytime heating because of where the front is and, and what's going on ahead of it, that uh, we wind up with uh, you know some some uh, hefty thunderstorms and maybe even a spin up in, in in there if whoever gets into it, right? Mm -hmm. and, oh, uh, for sure, all that tropical moisture, yeah, surging up that way. And then and after, as, as I said, and as I said yesterday, you just know, and I will I will almost put uh, money down if anybody wants to you know put money down on this, is that all of our local. I'm not talking about down in Houston. But here in New York, you know, the local television channels are going to lead off the news on Friday evening, showing pictures of what has happened in the wake of uh, Laura down in Texas and down in Louisiana. And then they're going to add, and now it looks like it's heading our way. Will we be seeing what they saw down south just to scare you? And, uh, and, and of mm. course, that means that, you know, they're trying to drive people to stay with them for the upcoming uh, 11 o'clock news on Friday night. You, you, I guarantee that's a new story. Oh, absolutely. Uh, anybody uh, covering national would be, uh, I'm sure, sending correspondents down here or tapping into their local affiliates down here. That will be, you know, all the video will be coming on in Tuesday, uh, late night Wednesday into Thursday morning. Um, you know, unfortunately for visualization purposes, you're not going to see much at, you know, 1 a.m. when it's coming ashore uh, Thursday morning. But, you know, then all the morning shows on Thursday will have, I'm sure, uh, latest videos, latest stats. Here it is coming in the landfall. That's got to be scary, though, to have a, a a major hurricane coming in. It's bad enough it comes in uh, during the daylight hours, but to have it come in, if you're, if you're nearby, yeah. to have it come in like at 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, that's got to be very scary, very frightening. Yeah, I, I, absolutely, especially um, driving around in Louisiana um, when I was coming down that coming on my way from uh, New York City area initially, I had to drive across southern Louisiana, across the I-10 corridor, and um, there was um, not much in terms of any uh, available spots to park off the roadways of I-10, uh, not much in terms of lights. You just saw pretty much, uh, and, you know, and there spots of bogs and whatnot. Well, I was going to say, there bodies. are stretches there on I-10 where you're literally going over, you know, miles and miles of swamp. And you, yeah. you know, and of course, you you occasionally will pass by the uh, ar the uh, run over squashed armadillo on the road. And, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be wandering through those bogs and become uh, become an alligator's lunch. Uh, but uh, yeah, and you get caught in a thunderstorm on I ten, and you're in a stretch where there's no exits. You, you just got to sit there and wait. Uh, by the way, not to rub it in, but we're going to have mm -hmm. dew points in the forties here tomorrow. I don't even know what that's like anymore. No, I mean you're still frying. I know you're still frying eggs on sidewalks down there. <laughs> I step outside some days this month, and I'm like, I can feel my skin cooking. I don't know how people acclimate here, but many okay. people have moved, so I just gotta get used to it. When you when you uh, uh, you sweat so much that you can actually wring out your sh your your clothes. And, and fill up a bucket. I mean, I, I've experienced, I've done that. When I lived in New Orleans, I used to play, you know, I used to play uh, doubles tennis on Mondays and uh, we'd play for like four hours and you'd walk and you'd sweat so much that the, your, your, your socks would be soaked and you would leave footprints of your sweat 
on, on the <laughs> on the ground, and the ground was so hot that you you would leave the footprint. Then you would lift your feet up and look. You just have to watch it. You could actually see the the uh, the uh, wet footprint evaporate, mm-hmm. like like a cartoon. It would just evaporate. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, Southern living is is, is summer summertime in the South is, uh, is it, with that blazing sun is quite interesting. I, I'm looking at the upper air of the, on the long range, uh, and uh, we we still seem to have Joe uh, going into the last days of the month and into next week. It's uh, actually the, the the jet stream is pretty far south and, and fairly active. Uh, after next weekend, after we get whatever we get on Saturday, uh, yeah, we're gonna get a nice shot of cool air, and there's another. Uh, Deep, rather wound up upper low near Lake Winnipeg that sets up a trough uh, later next week that eventually swings on through. We still have this northern part of the jet that's active. And also the other thing I'm noticing, too, it's kind of blocky. The heights are higher than normal across uh, Greenland and on up in the north, uh, the northern part of the Atlantic. Uh, I wonder if we're going to go back into a negative uh, North Atlantic oscillation again. I think I'm going to pull up the uh, the teleconnections mm-hmm. because we actually had the winter triple back uh, a week or uh, a, a week or so ago, where we had a positive PNA and negative NAO and a negative EPO. Uh, the uh, uh, the uh, oscillations uh, that you dream about in the winter time uh, non-existent. <laughs> non-existent uh, in the wintertime, uh, and they show up uh, in, uh, here in the summertime. But I'm just looking at the teleconnections. Oh, uh, yes, oh, yes. Deeply negative Pacific North America index, kind of a back-and-forth uh, North Atlantic oscillation index from ne- negative to positive to negative to positive, and slightly positive to slightly negative EPO. So kind of an indeterminate, uh, indeterm- undetermined on two of these, I, I guess, in the – the PNA wants to be strongly negative, so I I, I, okay. I don't usually look at the tellies, but uh, in the summertime, but uh, you know we keep seeing these deep troughs that want to drop, uh, try to drop into the eastern part of the United States. So uh, I, I would just and you still have that rather strong east-west ridge over the southern half of the Atlantic. So nothing to me has really changed overall as we go into the month of September, and I think that will leave the door open for the possibility of maybe a third system at some point. Uh, making an eyeball for the East Coast. We'll see. A third system? Oh, man. Here it comes. Yep. Well, we've had two so far. Um, all right, so <laughs> so uh, tomorrow uh, tomorrow and Thursday, you're working. Yeah, uh, I am working uh, tomorrow afternoon, and then I think the morning show on Thursday. Do, we're, we're just staggering shifts all over the place for Wednesday and Thursday, and then uh, – if all works out according to plan and this thing's out of here by Thursday afternoon, it's, uh, it's looking and feeling much better. But um, this is going to be my first uh, major hurricane to be sitting in. So uh, part of me wishes I could be like out there on the uh, Galveston Beach area and be like, oh, here it comes. But uh, I'd rather stay dry inside the studio. All right. And you That's said you. the best place to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's actually. It's, nobody, nobody wants it's, us out there. It's actually better to do. It's actually ask better yourself, to do it from home. Ask yourself a question. Do you really want to play the role of Jim Cantori in this type of situation? No. I don't think so. <laughs> no. Jim Cantori can play so. Jim Cantori all he wants. I have no desire to play his role. He does an amazing job, and kudos to him to stand out in those elements for a prolonged period of time. But uh, I'll, I'll go inside the studio. I don't mind that. All right. You said you had a Zoom meeting coming up at 745. We don't yes. want you to get in trouble with your boss. 
So uh, yes, thank, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, you know, you're always welcome here. Always a pleasure, guys. Give me some of that cool, dry air down this way, please. I'm tired of, uh, you know, sweating. Okay. I'll, I'll, stand uh, my, I'll, I'll stand on my roof tomorrow, Addison, and blow toward the south. <laughs> Just send it this way. <laughs> yes. All right, buddy. Have a All good right. one. We'll see you soon. And stay safe, okay? All right. You guys do as well. Talk to you soon. Right, take care. So, Joe, real quick, I just want to run through a couple of things. Uh, with regards to uh, severe weather, um, there's actually, a, believe it or not, there's a severe thunderstorm watch up for much of uh, the southern half of Arizona at the moment. They're under a marginal risk of severe weather. Also up in uh, parts of Idaho, Montana, and across North Dakota into Minnesota. This is for tonight, and you see the risk area. Uh, this is all played out pretty much now in the northern mid-Atlantic to southern New England. I guess that enhanced risk really... Uh, didn't uh, maybe it was a little bit overdone in hindsight uh, going into uh, day two which is for tomorrow uh, and this is into Friday morning so we have uh, a slight risk western PA western New York eastern Ohio so this is mainly probably for tomorrow night and also up across northern Wisconsin uh, into um, um, the upper both peninsulas of Michigan but the northern part of the lower and back into Minnesota, slight risk of severe weather for Louisiana and East Texas. And that, of course, is because Laura will be making landfall late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning. Uh, moving on to Friday, uh, they actually have us, Joe, on Friday, which is day three. They have a slight risk of severe weather here. Uh, almost all of New York State, except the extreme northeast, central and southern New England, uh, down to uh, all of Jersey, except southernmost New Jersey, which is under a marginal risk. And that slight risk goes west to um, uh, Michigan, Ohio, uh, back over towards Chicago, southern Wisconsin, southern Minnesota, and uh, South Dakota into northern Nebraska. So they've got risk here both on Friday and, as you said, on the day four to eight outlook. Take a look at that. Day four. Yeah, so day five, 15% slight five. risk. Yeah, slight risk for from northeast Virginia. On up to southern New Hampshire and uh, everybody in between. So I, I think it makes sense considering what uh, we're going to go into tropical air again later on Thursday. And that's going to stay with us until the front passes. Uh, the, uh, they actually they actually have the uh, slight risk rather close to us for tomorrow. Yeah. This is from earlier, earlier on in the day today. And uh, you, see, you take a look at that quickly and you say to yourself, well, wait a minute. I thought it was going to be nice, cool, and dry here. Well, how could it? How could it be that it's so just a stone's throw away to the south and west? They've got severe weather, but I guess it's a very tight. Well, they backed off for tomorrow for here, yeah. but they yeah. do. But for Friday, they have it all over the place. Right, right. And then Saturday. I mean, how many times we were just talking the other day? Like, not very often you see a a day four, but now I, I guess they're getting a little uh, a, a little more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Aggressive. Aggressive to put us in day five. That's 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 pretty amazing. That it is. That it is indeed. So let me just bring us back full screen. Any more questions up on the chat board? I'm, I haven't looked at the chat board for a while. Um, haven't seen uh, much. Uh, um, they're kind of going back and forth among themselves here right now. Which is perfectly all. Which is perfectly all right. But uh, we did have that. We did have awesome, uh, awesome gaming hitting a uh, super chat hit tonight. Uh, and again, thank you very much for for uh, doing that. So, if there are no other questions, I see. No, I don't see any other questions. So you know what? I'm kind of tired. I had a busy day today. 
uh, putting weather up all day long. So uh, I want to go have a glass of wine and uh, digest the big, beautiful steak that I had for dinner. Well, lovely. I hope you have a good, uh, good dinner. I, re- I already had a quickie chicken and, uh, and pasta dinner. Uh, and uh, right now, I, I just want to just lay down for, for, for a short while. All right. Look, it, was you, busy, you, it was a busy day today. For you me. go lay down. Everybody have a great night. Uh, Joe and I will be back tomorrow at 7 o'clock Eastern time uh, to uh, go through everything with regards to Laura. We'll see what we have at that point. And uh, enjoy the day tomorrow if you're in uh, our neck of the woods, eastern Pennsylvania to southern New England. Uh, it's going to be just an absolutely beautiful day. Upper Some places aren't going to get out of the 70s. Some places may not even get out of the mid-70s. Dew points are going to get down into the 40s in a lot of spots. It, it, uh, we just had one day last week. We said it was the best day of the summer. Well, now we may have – maybe yeah, this one would be the day. best day of the summer. Absolutely. All right. Have and a great – and, and, and it's kind of sadly ironic, Joe. We'll be sitting here in probably about as nice a weather pattern as you could ask for for any time of the year. And while we're going through that, poor Addison and the folks down on the Gulf Coast are going to be uh, doing all their best to batten down against Laura, yep. which will be making landfall tomorrow night. All right. So it will be, uh, we'll be here to cover it. So we'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Take care uh, and uh, enjoy. Good night, everybody. Good night.